Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. This is exciting. Yeah, this is an exciting day. Uh, we're, we're really excited about today. Um, I just wanted to give you a few updates on some things. So on Friday, we had a big youth event. We're going to talk about this at the end, too. And we had over 100 people come out. So thank you for praying for us. It was a really good uh, an event. And um, just a little side note, how incredible was Thursday night in the Golden State? Am I right? Am I right with the Raptors? Right, right? That was a good night. That was a good night. We got we to gotta throw that up. Okay, just a few announcements before we get into this. Um, next week is our final week for the summer here, uh, or I guess until the fall, um, here at Belmore School. Okay, we're going to have a new location. So we have a family barbecue next week. So really want to encourage you, if it is possible for you to make it out next week, do that. It's going to be great just kind of reviewing the year, uh, kind of just having a, a meal together as church family. Um, if your last name is A to M, if you could bring a dessert, and then N to Z, if you could bring a salad, that would be glorious. Um, and then the week after that is June 30th, so we're doing something called Community Group Sunday, so it's not a regular Sunday where we're meeting publicly like this. We're meeting in a bunch of individual homes throughout Binbrook and Hamilton, so if you could, uh, if you're interested in coming to that, which uh, I hope you are, just mountainside.church groups, you'll get all the info there. Um, and the final announcement we have a new summer location, Knox Church, just down the road. It's like a two-minute drive that way. Um, and a new time, too, at 9 a.m., okay? So I really, really, uh, I'm really pumped for it. It's starting July 7th, okay? So if you uh, uh, like to sleep in, then it's okay. We're going to make it. And if you like to have your full Sundays, then yes, this is, this is going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Um, okay, and with that, if you're in grade 5, 6, 7, or 8, junior youth, you are dismissed to the foyer. Have a great and glorious uh, time there, okay? Okay, so I've told you all, I'm sure, many times about my son Noah. Uh, he's three years old, and he just refuses to go to bed when he doesn't want to, right? Like, like a lot of kids. And uh, when we finally get him to bed, uh, he always wants Olivia to be like the last point of contact, you know what I mean? So I, I can, I'll, I'll cuddle him, I'll read him books, I'll pray with him, I'll do all this stuff, get him all ready, brush his teeth. But the last thing, right before I put him to bed, he always says, no, I need mama, I need mama. I'm ne and it's like, oh, come on, dude, like, come on. Like, I've done all the work here. What's, what's going on here? Um, but the last few minutes always has to be my beautiful wife, Olivia. So last week, I'm getting him ready, kind of going through the routine, brush his teeth, you know, change his clothes, pull a pull-up on, you know, I'll, we're cuddling, all this stuff, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go get mom, because that's just what you do. And he looks at me, he says, Dada, you can put me to bed tonight. And I'm thinking, you're kidding. This is like, you know, it's just, I'm so honored. It's such a precious moment. You know, I'm thinking, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. You know, it's just like this, like so proud. This is awesome. And I'm like, seriously, I can put you to bed tonight. He says, yeah, for $100. <laughs> and I'm thinking, dude, you can't even count to 14. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with $100? You know, he's trying to make me bribe him. Uh, and he says, I'm going to buy this many Hot Wheels. And he puts up, you know, four fingers up. I'm like, wow, dude, that's impressive. Okay, so I negotiated him down uh, from $100 to 100 pennies. Eh, eh, right, right, right. And then we, we left it there. So be, being a father is, uh, it's always an adventure. It's always an adventure. There's always something going on. And today's Father's Day. So I want to speak to the fathers in, in the house today. Um, like mothers, obviously, fathers are very important in, in life. And I want, I want to talk about how we can be the best fathers possible. 
Um, and regardless of how old your kids are, you know, maybe you've got a newborn, maybe they've all moved out and they're adults, um, this is going to apply to you today, okay? And, and I do got to clarify just some notes here. If you're thinking, I'm not a dad, why did I come today? These principles and these truths we're talking about today, they apply to everyone, okay? So you, you can get something out of it, that, don't worry. Um, we we got to acknowledge that not everyone has a good earthly father. And I know probably for some of us, this is probably actually the hardest day of the year for some of us, when everyone's celebrating their fathers and it's kind of like, you don't know my dad, or maybe I don't even know my dad, and I, I know this can be tough. And, and I want to encourage everyone just kind of up front, like we've mentioned a couple times today, um, even when our earthly fathers fail us, God, our heavenly father, is always with us, no matter what. He's, he'll, he will never fail. And, and we can be up front, none of us fathers are perfect, okay? No, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, and that need for a father that God's put inside of us, God can actually fill that need. He can. He, and like 100%, he can fill it. Um, at the end of the day, God's good enough for us. And, and of course, I, I've, I've got to acknowledge um, all the men in the room today who, who wish they could be a father, but maybe, maybe it either just hasn't happened yet or maybe it's, it's not going to happen physically through blood. And again, I just want to encourage you, God is enough for us um, up front. It doesn't mean it doesn't always hurt, but God is, is with us today and we're with you today as well. And of course, to all the fathers who don't feel like they are good enough Welcome to the club, right? <laughs> we're, we're kind of, you know, always striving, always making mistakes. L- let me give you some hope today, okay? I'm going to read just a little bit from the scripture today. Hopefully it gives you some hope that it's going to be okay. We're going to make it <laughs> as fathers, okay? Um, so the context of, this, of what I want to read to you this morning is some final words from a father to a son. And uh, it, it's uh, a man named David giving some final advice to his son named Solomon. And David is at the very end of his life, and this is kind of, you know, one of the final combos that he's having with his son. And uh, the context is it, uh, of the story is that David is actually a king, and Solomon is going to be king one day. So this happens in ancient Israel thousands of years ago, and uh, this is what happens. It's in a part of the Bible called First Kings, and it says this in chapter 2. When David's time to die approached, he charged his son Solomon saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth, but you, be strong. Show what you're made of. Do what God tells you. Walk in the paths he shows you. Follow the life, life map, absolutely. So he's talking about the beginning of the Old Testament there. Then you'll get on well in whatever you do and wherever you go, wherever you go. And it's, there's something special here, right? I mean, imagine you're having the last, you know, last couple words to your, to your, your son. So there's, there's some serious, important truths in here. So there's a couple of observations that, that I think we, we, we need to take seriously, especially as, as fathers, you know, to kind of model our lives after David. Um, he's kind of this legendary figure in the Bible that, that it's like, oh man, he, he's, he's so awesome, he's so great. So here's a few observations from the story, okay? I just have three of them for you today. First one is this, time is short. Time is short. Uh, it, it says, when David's time to die approached, he charged his son saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Is, is it just me? Or is it really easy to live life like you're going to live forever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just every single day, it's just like, oh yeah, just another day. I got infinite days. Like it's, it's, it's all good. And, and this is a sober reminder. Actually, that's not how life works. Life actually is, is quite short in the grand scheme of things. And I, I remember uh, or, or re- recently, like two weeks ago, I was at my friend's father's funeral, and it, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, seeing, seeing 
the son up there just really sad about it, and it's, it's, it's a sobering reminder, yeah, this, is, this isn't going to last forever. And I don't mean to be all sad or depressed or morbid today or, you know, focus on that, but we do need to ask ourselves the question, do we live life knowing that one day time will run out here physically on earth? And, and I want to specifically to the fathers in the house challenge you in the area of the work that we do, in the work that we do. My challenge for you is this, when it comes to thinking about time being short, my challenge for you is this, put your kids ahead of your work. Put your kids ahead of your work because time is short. Time is short. It can be really easy as parents and as fathers to just stay at work a little late and, and kind of get, get, get home a little late because sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, it's actually easier being at work than being at home, because you get home, and it's kind of like perfect, change the diaper, the sink is full, and there's this, and it's kind of like, whoa, this was, you know, it was less stressful at work, to be honest, so it's kind of like, and that's, that's, that can be a, a real thing, but this story, it's a sober reminder. Time is short. The day will come, and when that day comes, how incredible would it be for our legacy, you know, to be, for, for our kids to be able to say, oh, oh, this, this was my dad. He always put us kids ahead of work. He, uh, it, was, it wasn't a question. Can, can, can you imagine? Spending your time with kids is more important than the w- spending time at, at, at work. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, if I didn't have my two kids at home, Mountainside Church, this would be better in all areas. <laughs> I'm telling you. Every department of Mountainside, every area of Mountainside would be better if I didn't have kids. But to be honest, I put my kids ahead of, ahead of work and because this is you know it's my full-time job and and I'm sorry but my kids are more important to me than all of, as much as I love you guys you know you guys are great you're, you're fantastic it's an honor to serve you but I hope you feel the same way about your work and about your kids and, and, and I hope that you're happy that your pastor has that mindset that's like no 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 family first family first always because um, time is short time is short uh, th- there's one, one more verse in, in uh, Matthew 19 a story about Jesus. It says this, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering them. You know, they're kind of like, leave Jesus alone. He doesn't have time for kids. What's going on here? But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the children of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. Look, if Jesus could take a break from work to spend time with kids, I think, I think us as parents we can, we, we can do that too, okay? Let's use Jesus as the model. So the next time there is that tension, that struggle of work over family, work over our kids, let's just remember, Jesus put kids over work. So we, we can actually do that too. And, and, and it's just a, a good, healthy reminder too of how important our kids' ministry is here at Mountainside and Pastor Jolana as she leads and of how we need to be serving in kids and, and serving Jolana in every way that we can, okay? So time is short. Time is short. It's not a fun thing to think about, but it's true. It's true, and as, as fathers, we need to keep that on our mindset. The second thing is this. We need to be selfless. We need to be selfless, and God actually gives us strength in life so that we can be selfless people. Uh, it, it, part of uh, David's advice is be strong. Show what you're made of, and as, as you read the full story of Solomon, you see early on as he became king, as, as David passed away and Solomon now became king, Solomon's attitude and his mindset was, I need to be the best that I can, not so that I can be something great, but so I can actually serve the people the best that I can. 
It, it actually isn't about me becoming a strong person, so look, I'm a strong leader, I'm a strong king, ah, ha, ha. No, it's actually about Solomon becoming a strong king for his country of Israel. So it wasn't so he benefits, it was so they could benefit. And in the context of this conversation is be strong. It doesn't have to be for yourself. Be strong for others. And, and as we apply this to fatherhood and about being a, a good, healthy father and the father that God wants us to be, we realize that life actually isn't about us. Life actually isn't about being strong so that we can get something out of it. It's about our kids. It's about being strong for our kids. And, and I, I think in, in 2019, where us as fathers, or at least a good chunk of us, where we need strength the most, is to have that strength to make that decision and say, no, 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 my kids come first ahead of me. My kids come first. And if I'm honest with you again, it's a daily struggle. It's a daily struggle for me to put my kids ahead of ahead of myself. Honestly, I feel like when I should be playing with them, I have, you know, there's so many times I'm like, I just want to be on my phone right now. But I know I should be spending time with my kids. Uh, There's times when, you know, if there's extra money, um, and it's like, oh, perfect. I want to just go buy this for me. Because, you know, the kids, they don't know if there's extra money or whatever, but it's like, no, actually, but it would be great to get the kids this. Like, it's it's tough um, putting them first sometimes, to be honest. And I feel like doing my own thing instead of cleaning up after them. I mean, it's kind of this daily nonstop reminder or, or challenge, I, I guess I should say, attention of, no, 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 Bronson, it's actually not about you. It's about your kids. Put your kids first. You have the strength to make a difference in their life. Don't use it for what you want. Use it for what they need. And I need to constantly remind myself, God gave me strength in this life, not for me, but for them. And uh, I, I was talking to, to my one friend who gave me the advice before. He said, um, God teaches you how to be selfless. And a lot of the ways he teaches us to be selfless is uh, you get married at first and you realize, oh, life actually isn't about me because <laughs> you're now married and your spouse teaches you very quickly, right, that, you know, life isn't just about you. But then the ultimate way you learn to be selfless sometimes is the, when those kids show up. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, life really, really is not about me. And obviously that's not the only way that God can teach you to be selfless. But it, it's, it's a pretty good way. It's a pretty good way where you learn, you know, or, or even if you don't have kids, just spending time with kids and watching kids, you learn quickly. Whoa, whew, life isn't about me. It's a game changer. It's a game changer when life is no longer about you. And the, the third observation I see with, with this advice is, is everything flows out of relationship with God. Everything is Jesus ahead of everything. Look, look what David says in the final piece of advice here. He says, do what God tells you. Walk in the paths he shows you. Follow the life map, absolutely. Then you will get on well in whatever you do and wherever you go. And as fathers, this needs to be the forefront of our life. We need to be that role model teaching our kids, yeah, Jesus ahead of everything. Put God first above everything. Um, a, a sobering verse is in Mark eight fourteen. Jesus is giving advice to everyone. He says this, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul, right? And that kind of ties back into to the first part, time is short. Yeah, you could gain the entire world for your lifetime, but eventually the day will come when none of that matters because it's, it's we've moved on and, and sobering question, right? How, ma- how many of us have raised incredible athletes? How many of us have raised great leaders, how many of us um, raise great kids, and not this room, just in society in, in general, who have money or success or anything like that, but our kids have missed the most important truth, that God loves them, 
And I, I got to make a quick note here, okay? If you're in the spot where your kids are older, and I, I'm, I'm not speaking to you at the moment. If, if they've kind of moved on, I'm, I'm talking to, the, to the, the parents in the house real quick where your kids are still at home and, and, and they're still younger. Um, teach them to love Jesus. Use everything that you have to, to teach them to be passionate about God, to be passionate about the church. Model it. Serve in an area of, of, of the church. And when you do, bring them along with you. I mean, I, I love, I love seeing when, you know, someone's volunteering in an area, serving in an area, and they have their, their kid beside them, or their, the whole family's doing it together. It's like, that's awesome. You're, you're teaching them to take God seriously, and God's going to use those moments. You know, it, make sure as, as we read the Bible, let, let's do it in a place where your kids will see you reading the Bible. Pray before dinner, pray before bedtime. What we're doing now, it's, it's setting the direction of our, our kids' lives, right? Let's Let's love them in that, in that way. And for those of us who, who may be thinking, okay, a little awkward because my kids are older and I probably didn't model this the way I should have. Um, or like we're talking about today, you know, maybe you found Jesus later in life or maybe you didn't just, it was never talked about that, yeah, we should be doing this. Um, I, I don't want you to stress, okay? I, w- I want to give you some hope, okay? I want to speak some life into your situation. It's never too late, and God is never someone who will um, condemn you or make you feel guilty for the sake of feeling guilty. Sometimes we feel that the conviction, like, oh, I need to change this. I need to do things differently. Of course, that's, that's God's uh, Holy Spirit doing that, of course, but he'll never make us feel guilty for the sake of feeling guilty. He doesn't judge us in that way, and I want to encourage you, um, just model it now. Just model it now. Your kids will always be your kids. They're always going to look up to you in, in some sense. You can still make a difference in your kid's life. You don't have to feel like, oh, I've missed the boat on this or whatever. No, just pray for them. Just be there for them. And they'll make their decision, and God will do what he's going to do there. You don't need to carry that, okay? You don't need to carry that heavy burden because it's not yours to carry, okay? So to kind of recap there, time is short. We need to be selfless with our kids, and we need to teach them to love God above everything. And, and I... I want to speak some life. You actually have this in you, okay? Fathers, you have this in you. You, you, you do. And, and let's move it beyond fathers. You have this in you, just as, as people, as, as men and women, and some of us are parents, some of us aren't. It's all good. We can live this out. We can make a difference in people's lives. We can apply it to our, our friends and our family and our kids and, our, and the na- our neighbors, the people we work with. We can live this out. And, and maybe you're here thinking, honestly, Mike, yeah, you said at the beginning that some of us don't have good fathers, but it doesn't make it any easier. I don't have a good father. I, and, and, and maybe you have no, you can't relate with any of this today at all. And maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's like, no, like I had, a, I had an amazing father growing up, and I had a great upbringing, and, and I just, God has blessed me in that way, this kind of thing. But, and maybe you're somewhere in between. It's like, yeah, my dad was decent. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know. It's may, maybe you're somewhere in the middle there. Um, I want to challenge you to focus, especially today, again, and we've said it four or five times today, but look, God is our heavenly father. God is our heavenly father. That need for a father, he fills perfectly because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done for us. And the, the good news is, is simply this, is that God loved us so much that he came from heaven to earth and he died on the cross for us. God became human. Like, if we wrapped our head around that, that's just wild. And here you have Jesus, 100% human, 100% God, 
Somehow it's working at the same time. And Jesus is on that cross, and three days later, he rises again. And because of that truth, because of that story, because of God's love for us, we can have a relationship with God. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So I, I really want to encourage you, if you've never taken that step, if you've never made that decision before, you can make that decision. God loves you. He cares about you so, so much. And he will always be your father. He will always be your father. He'll never let you go in that way. Okay? Um, we're going to do something a little, little different than we normally do. I'm going to call up uh, some friends uh, just to come up. We're going to kind of have a little father panel, okay? Just to hear some different insight and this kind of thing. So um, all the fathers that are coming up here, you can kind of, all right, it's, it, let, let's do this time. So if I can invite Josiah and Jeff and Gord to the front of these glorious chairs. Um, and if you could give a round of applause for these guys. Yes, yes, yes. Come take a seat. Come take a seat. Thanks for being willing to, uh, to come in front of everyone here. Awesome. So, so this is Josiah in the middle. So Josiah is going to be representing all the fathers with little kids, okay? Because I think baby Thea is six months now. So... You look very rested, though. You look very good, so that's, that's exciting. Um, and then uh, Jeff is going to represent the father who has the older kids and preteens and soon-to-be teenagers. It's just, good luck, man. This is great. This is awesome. <laughs> and Gord is going to represent our wonderful father who uh, has adult kids. And, you know, I, I just... Well done, Gord. Well done. You, you made it. That's, that's great. Um, so I think we can use, excuse me, we can just use this mic if we can get this one going. Um, and we don't need to spend too, too long up here, but here, I'll, I'll give it to kind of, and you guys can just kind of share that or whatever. Um, but maybe let's just go through, what, what's your name, or I guess I said name, but how long have you been a father for? I'm Jeff. Um, we have, uh, Jill and I have four kids. Uh, Jax is almost 12, uh, and then Ooh. Jada is Nine, almost ten. Uh, Joella is seven, and Jace is four. The full variety there. All right, sweet. Yeah, that's good. Hi, my name is Josiah. Um, my wife is Sarah at the back, and we have Thea. She's almost six months. Yeah, in like wow. a week or so. Wow. Fresh. That's great. <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh baby. Um, I'm Gord, and Lori and I have three boys. Uh, Tyler's thirty. And he just became a dad. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Tyler. And uh, Cody and Kyle, um, they're 27. Nice. So they're all grown up. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Cool. Okay. So I'm gonna. So we don't have to do particular. I'll just kind of ask it to whoever, and if you want it, just go for it. Um, so how has being a father changed your life from pre-father to you're now a father? How has that changed your life? Who wants to take a stab at that? <laughs> uh, my weekends have changed a little bit. <laughs> I talk to people at work. Uh, most of my staff at work, uh, none of them have kids actually, but they're always, I, you have the conversations on Friday, like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I joke, I'm putting on my tuxedo and my chauffeur hat and <laughs> driving kids around. But, uh, but yeah, uh, our life is busy. Obviously, we have four kids and they're very involved in different things, but it's great. I mean, hmm. um, as I said, we've been, I've been a dad for almost 12 years and it, it, it just, it changes your life completely and it's it's busy, yeah, but you, you just can't imagine life without it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else want to take a stab at that one? How is that? I can't really remember what it was like <laughs> not, <laughs> not having children. That's a long time ago. Um, but it's a great ride, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so let's, let's talk 
uh, just for a minute or two about that principle number one about time being short. Um, has this kicked in for any of you yet that it's kind of like, whoa, life is actually short kind of thing? Has that, have you, any, any of you had that moment? I feel like I've had a lot of reminders of that. Okay. Um, even just uh, yesterday, I was at my brother's place and my uh, poppy was there, uh, who's mid-80s, and my brother planted these cherry trees. And my brother was kind of disappointed because it was like, oh, there won't be any cherries for three years or so. And Poppy was like, oh, that's just a moment. Like, that, that's really soon. Like, three years is not long. Wow. He's in his mid-80s, and so wow. I think he understands kind of how fast time can go. And even just that Thea is almost six months is kind of crazy to me. Jeez, yeah. It feels like, well, you can convince me both ways, maybe. <laughs> six, <laughs> six weeks or six months. So I think that's, that's happening over and over, yeah. uh, which is quite interesting. Yeah, cool. Um, I really, last Monday, I went to Harper's uh, swimming lesson, and I was watching Tyler and Harper in the water, and when I, you know, I, it really sort of hit me like a brick on the head that, uh, you know, I got a granddaughter now, and where did those years go? It's just mm. like, you know, I often say to Lori, and I say the days can be long, but the years are really short. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah, for sure. Um, so... How, how should, maybe we'll do should, <laughs> not necessarily how it's been because we're all not perfect here, but how should this principle change how we spend time with our families? And like maybe, maybe talk about work for a sec, how, you know, putting work ahead of kids or putting our kids ahead of work, like how, how do we actually live that out? Or how have you found that balance? <laughs> it is a balance, and I think you mentioned earlier, it's, it's a daily struggle. Um, mm. You know, I have a fairly busy job. I work in Guelph, so I have an hour commute each way. Um, and I work with very driven individuals, and as I said, most of my team, they don't have kids. Wow. So, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, it's a much different experience of like, no, you know what, it's four o'clock, I'm out the door, I gotta go to piano and soccer after this, <laughs> and you guys are gonna go home and do whatever, right? So, uh, it's, but yeah, it's a daily, it's a daily reminder, it's a daily struggle, um, but it is, it is a choice that you have to make. Like, I, I joke with Jelana that I'm a borderline workaholic, and <laughs> she says you could just remove the word borderline. Um, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's being more intentional with your time, I think, is the biggest thing. And, you know, being mm. intentional and putting your kids first and then being intentional and in putting your, your wife in there, too, because, you know, you have to spend time together as well. But it's just, you know, gone are the days where, you know, you sleep until noon and, you right. you know, you get up and you watch TV. I was talking to my parents the other day and they're talking some, about some TV show. And I'm like, it's been six months since I had the TV on, right? <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's, it's just being, I think it's just being very much more intentional with your time. Right, yeah, so with that second principle then, how, how are we, how do you learn to be selfless? Maybe that's a loaded question, I don't know. What, what do you think, like, how do, or is that something that sometimes is just forced on us as parents and almost that's how we learn through experience? Or is that, you know, you were saying it's a choice or anyone want to speak to that for a moment on just being selfless there? I think it's, uh, well, for me it's particularly challenging only because, uh, it would be easy for me to take advantage of Sarah's natural selflessness yes. where I could yeah. easily kind of hand Thea off to Sarah if I get frustrated or whatever's happening. And so it's almost like I have to keep, uh, keep a reminder of priorities and when you talk about work and you talk about family and you talk about God and you talk about kind of heaven's priorities and earth's priorities, I think it's important reminder to think about like what's really important. Right. And yeah. 
And often when you talk about time and how do you make sure that you're realizing that time is short, that forces you to think a little bit about right now and sort of what's happening right now and how do I be more present and how do I offer more of myself. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely a daily struggle. We've talked, this, this isn't like you figure it out and you move on. Right. It's actually a, a continual challenge to make sure that you're kind of committed and you're doing what you need to. So I use my commute a little bit to reset in my head to say, like, what am I bringing home? Like, who, who, who of me am I bringing home to Sarah and right. my kids? Because it helps me make sure that I'm bringing home the things that I would actually, like, if I was Sarah, I would want to see, not the guy who's, you know, stressed out and has yes. all these obligations, yes. things at work. So I think there's certain triggers you have to use in your life to figure that out. And, and how does that, maybe I'll ask Gord, how does that change from having little kids to now adult kids? How does that, is it still the same battle and journey or does it change as it goes? Or you're still figuring it out too? I honestly yeah. have no idea. <laughs> um, well, for me, it was a little different, like, because when they were little, I made sure I went to all their, like, I was lucky enough with my work, I could go to everything they ever nice. did. So I never yeah. missed a sporting thing or I was very fortunate that way. Um, now, you know, I try to stay involved with as much as I can and do things with them. Yeah, and it probably passes on to Harper now. Town now. Oh right? yeah. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. It keeps yeah, going. for sure. And that's that's it's a new new adventure and something exciting again. Right. Cool. Okay. Final final little bit here. Um, so how do we model to our kids? Jesus over everything. How do we how do we actually live that out? What's what are practical things that you know we could potentially be doing to make that happen? Uh, again, I just think it's being intentional. You mentioned earlier about you know volunteering with your kids. I mean, Jelena's uh, takes care of the kids here, and our kids are here every Sunday. They, I mean, they're <laughs> taking care of registration. I think Jax is backstage right now doing pro presenter or working yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's you know a model that we're trying to teach them. I mean, Jelena and I are both very um, busy people. We like to stay active. We like to do things. And I think that's just one way that we're showing that them as well is, is you know, we could be doing a million different things on Sunday mornings. Um, right. Just speaking to the Jacks for a second, he loves hockey. That's his, his passion. And yeah. I can remember having a very early conversation with him when he was four or five. And I said, you can play hockey for as long as you want. You're not playing rep. I'm like, I'm sorry, church is coming first. And we have too many friends that you know, they get, they get involved in sports and nothing against sports. I mean, we, that's basically our lives from <laughs> after school and on the weekends. Um, but it's just a matter of, of setting those priorities and it's a sacrifice for him because he gets mad at me sometimes. But, um, but I think it's just, it's teaching them that and, and just really kind of establishing what your priorities are as a family and then sticking to them. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, I think I'm, I'm at the stage where it's so new that I'm, I'm just trying to build those habits for myself so I, mm. so I don't have to adjust in three years when Thea's actually paying attention to me. I have the natural <laughs> kind of, uh, so like, in, especially when you talk about the transition from before kids to now with kids, I mean, I, was, I still am very routine oriented and that was jogged massively when Thea arrived, and, and it's good, but I mean, all my routines were thrown at the window, and yeah. my quiet morning, and my coffee, and my reading, and like all the things. But then I think, and so I struggle with that in the short term, and now I'm getting better at just, just bringing Thea along. And so if I'm doing my reading, my Baba reading, whatever, she's there. 
and I'm maybe reading out loud. I know she can't understand, although she's very smart, of course. <laughs> but, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> she gets that from her mother. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think it's just, I'm trying to just make sure that I have these habits in place. And whether they're perfect or not, I don't care, but just making sure I'm trying to bring Thea along. So that way, like, if I pray with her, like, it's, it's happening already. Right. Um, right. I think it'll make my life a little bit easier. That's awesome. That's yeah. a, and I, and I got to, you know, my dad's here today. I got to call my dad out. My dad was amazing at that. I remember, I remember seeing him read the Bible in the living room, you know, and I remember thinking, oh, that must be important because <laughs> my dad does it because I really look up to my dad, right? And I, I remember walking in on, on him praying once in his, his room, just him by himself on his knees, on his bed praying. And I remember thinking, whoa. That, that must be important because my dad's doing that, right? So just, yeah, like, that's, that's good. I like Did that. Did your dad have a specific spot, like, uh, in the living room? I don't think it was a, or, yeah, yeah, it was always on the one chair. Yeah, that's right, where it was kind of that, and his Bible was, yeah, it's just, uh, it's Yeah, important. my dad did that, too. Yeah. He yeah, had the chair. Yeah, yeah. And he would kick me out. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. The dad chair. It was his. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So, so just as we close here, any, um, any final words on being a dad? Any, any final, and maybe it's just like, I don't know, you'll make it, good luck, or a, any final words to any of the other dads in the house? Anyone? Any takers? Enjoy it. Um, yes. Take it all in, because like I said, it goes by really, really quick. Hmm. So um, try to just be very involved in their lives. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say um, just embrace the, the new responsibilities of being a dad. And I could see how it, it could be annoying and you, you'd want to reject it because it's not great for your <laughs> lifestyle and all the things. Yep. But I, I do think there is a mental kind of piece to it where you just have to say, like, I have new responsibilities because I'm a dad now. Yeah. And that's okay. And this is a different stage of life. And so you have to understand what that means. Mm. You just roll with it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just echo these guys. I would just say to embrace it, enjoy it. Um, it's obviously nerve-wracking when you're getting into it, actually. Facebook popped up this morning and said it was five years ago that we basically told everybody Julianne was pregnant with Jace, our, our fourth. So it's kind of interesting timing, wow. but it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's a it's a roller coaster of a ride, and it's uh, it's ever changing. Um, but it's a blast. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've had some some really stressful weeks at work lately. It doesn't matter how bad your day is, as Josiah said. You kind of use your commute or whatever it is to kind of. <laughs> reset yourself but uh, you come home and the kids are still there and they're still loving on you and they're still giving so much more I think to you than what uh, you often give to them so mm. that's awesome that's cool one more thing, one more thing. Um, I was just gonna say uh, something that I've noticed is if you are a parent and you're you have somewhat some experience uh, just encourage new ones like, I, I really enjoy when people are like, don't worry, she'll sleep one day. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is great. And it's worse for Sarah. I'm, you know, it's easier for me. But I think just, it, like, parents should encourage parents. This is a yes. hard role. I love wow. that. Yeah. This is nasty sometimes. So, but, like, there's lots of joy in it, but there's also, it's hard. So I think it's important that we encourage each other through the process. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know what, Josiah, you should be a radio DJ, man. His voice, eh? It's just like <laughs> the best radio voice I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh my goodness. Um, and so, on, on that serious note, I'll be answer that. Um, so just, we're going to do something a little special here. Um, so thanks for being here. I, I'm actually going to call up Sarah um, if she's around. Oh, yeah, with, with sweet baby Thea there. We just thought it'd be special, you know, to get to get some people to kind of just reaffirm 
everything that you guys have been saying is just kind of, you know, encourage you and just kind of honor you guys, as you, Josiah, as a parent specifically. So this is Josiah's wife and baby. So. Hi. She's <laughs> almost asleep, so I'm not going to uncover her. Um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of the past six months, and everything that you do for Thea does not ever go unnoticed. You don't have to get up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m., but you do. And it just, it means the world, all the diapers that you change and the, the number of things that you get for me when I'm feeding her. And, uh, it, it's amazing, all the things, the sacrifices that you've made. I know that you work crazy long days and have a lot of stress, and then you come home and uh, you just show her so much love, both of us so much love. And thank That's you for awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. And uh, yes, and we, I just want to speak to all the, the fathers that are brand new to this, or, and, and maybe let's see, you know, um, you have it in you. Yeah, it's going to, and I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this boat with Joe's too, you know, little, little kids. Um, we're going to make it, you know, yeah, they'll sleep, and uh, God's going to help you, you know, accomplish great things with your kids, and, and do great things with your kids. Um, that's awesome. So I'm going to invite uh, Jax up as well. So Jax, if you want to make your way from behind the screen. Uh, we just, again, we just thought it'd be special. You know, we got three dads up here. Why not invite some kids to kind of, you know, just, just speak some life and some love and some honor into them. So, Jax, come over, grab the mic over here. And, uh, yeah, Jax. So, if you want to just, why is your dad a great dad and that kind of thing, so. I think you're such a great dad because you have a pretty stressful job and really stressful. <laughs> But you always work hard and persevere, and you're a great role model. And also, yeah, I have three siblings, and especially on the weekends, it gets really busy. And he's always there to drive us around everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, so it's all the dads who have, you know, kids that are getting older and almost teenagers and this kind of thing, um, you know, again, God's got strength for you. He's going to help you through it. And I want to challenge you, live with these three principles, right? Life is short. Let's be selfless. Let's teach them to love God with, with all that you have. And I'm going to invite Tyler up too, actually, who just became a father. So give it up for Ty. And just, uh, yeah, Ty's just going to share for a minute just on on having Gord as a father. And yeah, just so I, I was very blessed to have, have a great dad. Um, and a great dad now still, and really supportive with uh, his granddaughter. Um, he talked about his work a bit. He did have a flexible schedule, which is great, but I do have to give him credit for working really hard. He actually worked two jobs when uh, me and my brothers were young to uh, support us, put us through hockey and, and golf and all the activities we wanted to do. He made sure there was money for that and uh, always took us on a nice trip every year. So to have all those family memories means a lot. Um, and just like our biggest cheerleader, as he said, he was at every track meet, every cross country meet, every practice, hockey practice. A lot of kids, their dads would drop them off and have to go back to work or whatever. He'd be there. Um, and, and a lot of the track meets, he'd be there in his, his male uniform and he'd run his route in the morning, be there for the race and then have to get right back to work. But he always was there for every assembly in school and just that didn't go unnoticed. Um, I guess the last thing I'd say is just a great role model to, uh, mm. to be a good husband and uh, a great father. And, now, having a young one myself, uh, it's, it's hard work, as you guys have mentioned, and uh, I just appreciate everything that you did for us. Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Thank awesome. Yeah, and 
I wish, I wish we could invite all the, you know, I wish we could do what we just did with these three with, with all of you. Um, you know, just cheering you on and encouraging you. Um, but obviously time wouldn't let us do that. But yeah, we, we want to just, you know, say um, whether someone's going to tell you today or not, um, you know, Mountainside Church, we're cheering for you. We're with you. And, you know, we get, you know, you three aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. We're not all perfect people. Um, but God's got strength for us to do this, you know. So I, I want to encourage everyone, just as we kind of close today, time is short, so let's be selfless. Let's, God's given us strength in life, not t- for us, but t- for, for others. Um, and let's put Jesus a- ahead of everything, okay? God's, God's calling us all to, to live that. So can we give it up for these guys one more time? Just thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing that. It was awesome. Um, so with that, we're just going to close off the service. Um, I'm going to invite Megan, uh, who's going to actually close us off. So I want to just encourage you, we're going to take giving as well. Uh, there's a couple ways that you can give through the, through the buckets, uh, through cash or check, or we have a laptop at the back, or you can just give online as well. Um, and we have the prayer corner over here. If you need prayer for anything, um, there's going to be some people that will pray with you at the end of service. Uh, just walk over here, and, and we'll be there for that. All right, thanks, Megan, for leading us. Are we on? Oh, we're good. Um, I'm going to actually ask my friend George to come up. He's going to tell us a little bit about what went on Friday night, um, in case you missed it, uh, which, which I did. So I'm glad George is here to help us out. Um, there was an amazing youth event, junior youth, youth in Binbrook. So George, uh, what was it about? How many kids came out? What did you guys do? Just give us, uh, encourage us with uh, what, what happened. All right, so, uh, so it was Youth Fest. So what we were doing is, for the first part of it, we were running like a skate competition, uh, although... A bunch of them were scooter kids, but you know, we love them all. Um, and after that was like a movie, right? And the first time we did it, we had basically, it was mainly just the people who were like in the competition, a few, a few others. But um, this year, actually, like halfway through, we decided to count how many kids, how many youth there were, and like people that came out. And at the point that we counted, we counted 91. So, like, that, that's something in itself, right? Uh, but that was like 91. At that moment, people just kept on coming in, coming out. So uh, I think we we came to a conclusion that throughout like most of the day, it was like well over a hundred, well over a hundred youth that came out. So God's definitely working with that. And we also got the opportunity to uh, to quickly just share what Mountainside was about and the love of God and how everyone is welcome, how all of them were welcome to come out, how all of them are welcome at Mountainside, and it just gets the idea of, like planted in their minds, knowing that there is someone else here for them as well so I thought that was pretty neat amazing yeah yeah God is doing things in in Binbrook yeah that's huge thank you thank you to everybody who served at Youth Fest um, and who just dedicated their time and prayers for that that was a, a huge success well done okay we're we're done we're we're set um oh that's exciting for every guy in the room they have a they have a treat for you on the way out so make sure you stop by somewhere at the back door you're, you're welcome um, okay so next week we're having a barbecue the week after is our last week and then we'll be at Knox for the summer um, so happy Father's Day hopefully the weather's nice for you out there enjoy your day and God bless you as you go you were